ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 proudly present The Killer Bees. Definitely a fan of The Killer Bees. Don't sweat the technique. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here comes the fastest three hours in Houston sports radio. Here's Joe Blank and Jeremy Branham. Oh, hell yeah. You about to get all stung up. What up, H-Town? Hey! Oh, he did it! He's, uh, he's Beard. I'm J-Bone. It's George George behind the glass. I had to take off my my headphones. Nailed it. Josh Beard, uh, again, looking for the Killer Bee rub. It went so well for him the other day that he's doing it again today. In all sincerity, doing three uh, six hours of radios, well done. Uh, well done. Uh, you think that six hours that. is a big deal? I've done 15 hours before, man. I wish six I hours didn't, is nothing. wish I didn't say that. I wish I hadn't six said that it's admirable. To six, you did 15 hours of radio. I call well, him, no, call I, him, I, call did, I did a 15-hour stream twice for opening day at MLB two years in a row. 15 hours of straight talk and no breaks. Stream? Yeah, 15 hours of no... I, I would take breaks to go to the bathroom, but 15 hours of talk and no breaks. Where was the stream held? Who, who hosted this? Twitch front page. Oh, Twitch isn't real. It is very real. No, Twitch I had like 15,000 people watching me. The first one, it was awesome. All right. Well, he's uh, he's Beard. I am J-Bone. It's Joe George behind the glass. Blankers is not here today. Why is Blankers not here today? 713-780-3776. Wrong answers only. Uh, also, Beard, uh, grade his what up, H-Town. Hey, how we doing? 713-780-3776. It's like a one or a two. <laughs> I went goofy with it, and it didn't work out the way I wanted it to, so I think I'd give it a one or a two. The, um... Yeah, it was pretty poor. Yeah, uh, okay. I didn't hear most of it because you peeked in my ear I did, and I yeah. took off my headphones because it sounded awful uh, or just loud. I don't know if it sounded awful. I took off my headphones. It, was it didn't loud. sound good. good. It wasn't good. So. Did you have a Did you have a why Blankers isn't here today? Yeah. You raised uh, your hand he, yeah, like he a is, child. He had to go. Yeah. Well, I don't know how this works. I have to make sure that I'm allowed to talk at, at any given time. But I, my why Joel is gone is he is he's away protecting the president right now. I don't okay. know doing what and I don't know why. I just feel like that's something Joel would do. Okay, all right. We'll take uh, we'll take your wrong answers only seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. I, I was uh, listening to the end of your show. Yep, because Joe almost led me wrong. Joe almost did me dirty. But That's anyways, not, how is this my fault? He almost did me dirty. Anyways, I, I was listening to the end of your show. Yeah, I won't say why or how. Um, virtual date. Yeah, I'm okay with it. It's not something I've ever... Well, you know, I kind of technically, I guess, did that in a more analog have, way, but... Not, I have two problems here. Okay. One of them is with you. Yeah, that's The other fine. virtual date to me is kind of weird. Oh, you have a problem with me? No, that's so weird. That's well, never well, happened not, before. Not you personally, just to take of your... Joe well, George... Oh, weird. Is that weird? A virtual... Like, I'm a... I'm a... Technically, I'm a millennial, but I identify as a boomer, so maybe I'm not the guy to be asking here. I think it's weird. Joe, you're a boomer. Wait, so Do like, you think it's... Like a first date? No, it's a it's second their, date. It's their second date, but she has to go... She's going back to Wyoming for Thanksgiving, and then they're going to go on a third date when they come back. Oh. But Andrew's going doing a virtual date with her because she's going to be gone. So they're going to like do dinner yeah. and I guess maybe a movie a, hang out. The second date they're doing it over virtually. Zoom yeah, it's over weird. Time. It's that's weird, right? Weird. That's not weird. Abigail, weird. No, Abigail's in there weird. with you today. Uh, yes, nod your head. Yes, shake your head. No, weird. Yes or no? She doesn't want to answer. She uh, she's on the she's been put on the spot. It's it's a yes. It's it's weird. I'm mm. not the only one. It's weird. And y'all are far younger than I. Yeah. I think it's weird. I'm way older than you. No, you're not. Uh, yes, I am. Are you for real? I'm 37. I'm not way older, but I'm 37. I'm older. How than old you. do you think I am? 
I think you're like 35. I'm 38. You're older than me? <laughs> oh, man, I'm not the... Ah, that's wild. Uh, I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate the compliment. Hey, you, you look, look great. Baby face here. You look yeah, great, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Thank I you. I, I mean, always thought you were younger than me. I don't think me. I look great, you look but uh, you I appreciate good. you saying that. You know, this is this is way more compliments than I've ever gotten hosting this show. Yeah, uh, my, my, I, my, other, my other co-host doesn't usually pay me compliments I messed up like 60, so it doesn't count. I think that, I'll take the over on that. Well, well, so, so we're we're essentially the same. We're essentially the same. I think it's weird. Here's my here's the problem I have with okay. your take. You're suggesting on a second date, yeah. which is a virtual date, which is already awkward and weird, to do to watch a movie at the same time. Yeah, you can do it through like a, Amazon no, has not, a program not, where you, you're I'm on not, the video and watching the movie at the same time. I'm not challenging the semantics. Yeah. I'm not challenging What's the ability to do because you're not getting to know the young lady. You're not getting to know her. You're watching a movie. What you three hours later? Oh, that's a long movie. Two hours later, you know nothing more about the lady. How much can you learn about a person when you're awkwardly staring at their face and they're awkwardly staring at your face on Zoom? And you're like, so what's your favorite food? I, would I argue, also love cats. Like, I would. There's not. I, I would argue you're never gonna have more of their attention. That's. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair point. So uh, this is why I don't think virtual dates are weird. Whenever, uh, whenever my wife and I, we had been dating for like about six months when I went into the military. Different. And, and the, well, we weren't married yet. We were just dating. But I went into the military. We spent every single night, almost pretty much every single night on the phone for hours. We would just do stuff. Maybe Whether that's it was what like it work or homework, we would just hang out on the phone for months and months and months until she could finally move out to California. So it's just not, it's not weird to me because I already did a way weirder yeah, but thing. Josh, you, we would fall asleep on the phone. That she, was weird. She was yeah, moving that to that's California. So like, that's true. This she, is the second date. I had proposed to her already at this point. Dude, this, that's totally different. Yeah. I've been married too long to I like here's the thing. I just I, I want to do these things right now and if the person's not on board, red flag you're out. Like that I've just been married too long to play all the little tiny BS but, but games. But you're trying that, to watch a movie. Yeah. Like, how yeah, are you exactly. going to get a red or a green flag if you're trying to watch a movie? Well, it's a virtual date. It's already kind of a it's already kind of a Hail Mary at the, at, at, as it is. Like it's already not a real well, date I'm, in the I'm first place. Glad you admit that. <laughs> well, it's not it's not a real date. I just don't think it's weird. All right. I think we spent enough time on Andrew. I know. I, next 3 Andrew, hours Andrew, all on Andrew he must, life. he must be smitten. I'll say he, that. He's he went. Did you hear when I, he went I, to his I, first date? I guarantee he wouldn't use the word smitten if he's having a virtual date. Uh, no, where did he go? <laughs> he, he went to that. Well, they went on a coffee date, but they went on the date during the Texans game. So this <laughs> he is he is he he was smitten enough that he he left in the middle of the Texans game. Eh, that's a bad take. Can we put him on? Bad, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I'll be in the Charleston. I'm so sad. I missed bad take Boulevard. Here's the take. like you're setting a bad precedent. Yeah. See. Well, she's a she's apparently a Broncos fan, so they didn't go on the date during her team's game. Mm, it's bad during his here. team's game. Bad that precedent a, here. That's a yellow flag, at least. Uh, yeah, it's a bad precedent. I don't I don't like the way that this is going. I love AC. I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> he <laughs> did say. I don't think this is going to work. He did say he thinks she's smart and attractive enough that if she said I want to go running at six a.m. on a date, he said he would show up ready with his running shoes on at six a.m. So yeah, <laughs> it's a little thirsty. I, yeah, a little bit. A little. It's a little, a little thirsty. A little, it's a little needy. Yeah, yeah it's a little, a little thirsty. Uh, I love AC. I hope it works. It, the it's the not real question is, it's not is, going to. What ha- what is he going to do when they play the Broncos? When the Texans play uh, the Broncos, he's going to wear a John Elway jersey. <laughs> That's what uh, he's going to do. He did. Is our- he going to wear a Broncos Brock Osweiler jersey? John John Payton, best coach ever. <laughs> in did, support. He did already say if things are going well when that game comes around that he would consider getting tickets to that game. But then this is this is the one thing to me that's like, what are you saying? 
He yeah. said he said getting tickets and taking her to a Texans Broncos game was like a little bit too far of a move. I'm like, you're just going to watch a football game, man. It's not like you're asking her to marry you. It was that dude. would be very awkward if she wore a Broncos jersey. I heard virtual date. I was appalled. Zero seven nine three Blankers is buying U of H gear to be more like Branham. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, my wife driver. is officially a University of Houston Cougar now. So Go she's, she's so, a, I, I can't even tell her, call her an Aggie anymore. She's one of y'all. Beard wife. Go Cougs. Yeah. That's what we do when we mention Cougars. We say their name, and then we say, Go Cougs. J.J. Uh, Watt was just talking to Pat McAfee a moment ago, and I don't think that there's any like seriousness to this, but they were talking about if he came out of retirement, which teams would he play for? Like Steelers came up with T.J. Watt, obviously. Yeah. And then they, they didn't mention the Texans, and J.J.'s like, you know, there's another team that's out there that would make tons of sense that has a really good quarterback that's playing some really good football that I have a lot of ties to. And then some other guy that is on the show as well is like, oh, yeah, that Sheldon Rankins guy is playing pretty good. You can play alongside him. Like, I, I don't think J.J. Watt's coming back. This isn't a J.J. Watt to the Texans, you know, Bulls on parade, football time in Houston. It's not anything like that. This is serious, though, what I'm about to say. If I'm Nick Casario and I'm D'Amico Ryan's, I am, I, I should, I would, I'm doing this all year. I'm not just starting today. I, I would have been doing this since, like, I thought I was going to be a decent football team. I would be texting J.J. Watt every Monday morning be like, you ready yet? <laughs> yeah. You ready yet? Like, why not? Just, if, he, if he tells you no, cool, whatever. I mean, virtual date him or something. But if he says yes, great. You got, a, like, a significant rotational. He wouldn't even start on this team. No. Like, it's crazy to say that. But if he's coming out of retirement, he would be a gimmicky. It's tough. To, I don't want to say gimmicky. Don't he'd be call a role play. He'd be, he'd be a pass rusher. He'd be a, like, he'd come in third longs. He'd be situational yeah. pass rusher. Because they move Will Anderson to defensive tackle on a four-man front when they're rushing the quarterback anyways. He'd just come in, be your defensive end. He would take the spot of Jerry Hughes. Like, he's not coming out of retirement. But if I'm Nick Casario and I'm D'Amico Ryans, why wouldn't you have been texting him all year long? Yeah. Every single Monday, hey, JJ, you ready? I know you're in shape. You ready? Come on. We need you. We need you. Why wouldn't you? I would have a calendar reminder reminding me to, okay, it'd be like, text JJ today at a well, sp- just at every 6 a.m. every single Monday morning. If you need a calendar reminder to remind you of that, you have bigger issues. Yeah, it's called ADHD. Thank you very much, <laughs> Jeremy. I need lots of different calendar it's reminders. It's a Monday. It's just one of the things that you check. Like, you roll out of bed Monday, I, text JJ. You I remember it in the back of your mind. my brain worked like that. Does it not work? <laughs> no, I have to have reminders and notes all over the place. Uh, oh, I mean, it's awful because I go unmedicated because if I, if I take medication for it, it affects how what I do here. It changes my personality. I don't like it. So I have to have reminders all over the place. Interesting. I have yeah. Joe call me sometimes to remind me of stuff. It's crazy. Well, He's saying, no, that's not true. No. I've had him remind me. It's of also that. a bad decision. Well, yeah, that probably is it's a bad decision. It's also a bad yeah. decision. That's not true. <laughs> well, it's uh, a little true. I mean, we. The, what have you done for me lately? You it's almost not, cost me to miss the start of the you show. <laughs> Barely. You didn't say, he goes, yeah, you have plenty of time. Lunch. You didn't say, where should I go to lunch and get back 10 minutes before the show? I said, you get back in time from... Joe, you said, you said, yeah, you got plenty of time. You had 30 minutes. You made it back. With with 30 seconds to spare. Yeah, but the the fact is you did make it back. I also don't know how you drive. You drive like a grandma? I feel, okay. 713-780-3776. Text in, how do you think Jeremy Branham drives? Because I'm definitely saying grandma. You are idiots. It's either grandma or a lunatic. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, there's no in between. It's one of those two. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a good Texas boy with a pickup truck. How do you think I drive? Uh, grandma. I'm still saying grandma. I don't think you can have a pickup truck and and drive like a grandma. I've driven. With, I've ridden. I've ridden. Roden rode with people who had pickups that drove like a grandma. Interesting. That's fascinating to me. But any objection to that? If you're D'Amico, if you're Nick Casario, no. You're you're texting him every Monday morning. Hey, just saying. We got 53 of these roster spots. Do you want one of them? 
More, I be texting them every every Monday. More talent is never a bad thing. No, it's never a bad thing. Uh, yeah, never a bad thing. 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line, uh, 713-780-3776. He's, uh, he's Beard. He's filling in for Blankers today. Why is Blankers not here? Wrong answers only. 713-780-3776. Joe George behind the glass. He is our Queen Bee. I am J-Bone, and I am Jeremy Branham on the uh, on the Twitter. Uh, we got we got tough to, lots of stuff to get to today. Joe is going to make faces today. We do that on Wednesdays, a Why the Face Wednesday. Uh, Astros have some decisions that they need to make in this offseason. Rockets are playing good ball, and you know what Jabari Smith is saying about this team that's different than last year is kind of interesting. Uh, but when we come back, we, we've talked a lot about can C.J. Stroud be just the second rookie to ever win an NFL MVP, be the second since Jim Brown? Uh, rookie of the year seems like a lock. We've talked about D'Amico Ryans, coach of the year. Can he be the coach of the year in his first year as the head coach? One conversation we haven't had that I think it's time to have, what about Nick Casario? Should he be the executive of the year in the NFL? 713-780-3776. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. But first, a minute on Pro Dunk Hoops. They make the highest quality basketball goals that you will ever find. They have the tempered glass backboard, stainless steel hardware, breakaway rim, and also it's height adjustable, which is fantastic. You can lower it down to 5 feet, raise it up to 10 feet for any player that's wanting to either dunk, work on their shot. Maybe you have a little one that can't shoot it past 5 feet yet, so you want to lower it down for the little guy. Well, anywhere from 5 feet to 10 feet. Their accessories next level as well. Uh, Daylight savings kind of makes it dark a little bit earlier now. Well, you don't have to worry about that with the LED light kits that they have at Pro Dunk. Backstop nets too, so you don't have to chase the basketball all around, and you can order everything, including professional installation online. Yes, the pros at Pro Dunk make it easy for you. They'll come to your place, professionally install your goal at the perfect height perfectly straight you don't have to mess with the ladder don't have to mess with the level you don't install let the pros at pro dunk do the work for you also their new goal four is awesome it's still five feet to ten feet everything you want but now you raise it with a drill you just put the drill right there on the back side of it lower it all the way up to five feet raise it all the way up to ten it's easy peasy and no one can screw it up. 713 78, or, I'm sorry, 281-351-9822, the number to call for Pro Dunk Hoops, 281-351-9822. Visit ProDunk.com. That's ProDunk.com. All teams covered. No stalking points necessary. You're back with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. This show's already off the rails. Um, Virginia on the Twitch. Where's Blankers today? Wrong answers only. Says that he had to go down to the Social Security office. 0793 says he's on a virtual date. Haha. ha uh, D'Amico's on the Twitch talking about Andrew's virtual date. Sounds like this chick doesn't exist. <laughs> Andrew being Manti Teo'd. I have a 713 I have a new girlfriend. You wouldn't know her. She lives in Wyoming. I, I kind of like this one too from Waka. Virtual date's got the Michigan State coach fired. <laughs> They're on a roll. Did you know he uh, had he had a vacuum cleaner refurbishing franchise? Mel Turner? Uh, no, the not the Michigan State, not the Michigan State coach. I was thinking of the Michigan, the, what is his name? Connor Stallions. Oh, the guy yeah, from the Michigan. Spy. Yeah, he had bought a house so he could refurbish vacuum cleaners in it. So not only did he write a 600-page manifesto about how he was going to take over Michigan football, 
and then also do all the spying, but then he also refurbished vacuum cleaners. Joe, if if one ESPN 97.5 personality that would write a 600-page manifesto and be a spy, who would it be? Gallant. Oh, I was thinking beard. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking me. I would do that. Yeah, that would, would, you do would that. You I've would already be my been. A, I've already kind of been one of those things, and then being a spy would be cool. I too. mean, sounds like somebody that would do fifteen hours straight on Twitch. Just Twice. saying, uh, it does seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Jacob wants to talk about how I drive. Uh, let's go out to the HRMP listener line. Jacob, what's up? Well, I just want to say I'm pretty sure Jeremy, knowing his track record with uh, predictions and pre drafts, he's one of those drivers that. We'll turn a 30-minute drive into an hour with the shorts that he knows. With the what that I know? With the shortcuts. With, with the, the shortcuts? <laughs> like, oh, I that is a, over here. Yeah. That is, uh, that is that actually on. That actually does track. <laughs> the, the last part oh, of no, that no, no, does Don't track. worry. This is a I, shortcut. I, I do feel like sometimes that I can outsmart navigation. Like, I'm smarter than Waze, and usually wife. it backfires. My usually like it backfires. <laughs> What's that? My wife's like that. Yeah, that oh, kind of like, track. Like, like, I, I have right. maps on, and she's like, no, go this way. I'm like, how much time are we saving? She's like, yeah. probably a minute or two on <laughs> No. You're probably like, wrong. Uh, Jeremy, it's just a straight shot down part 290. Now, if, right. if we take the shortcut on Hollister, it's going to get us there faster. Part of that, part of that call is right. There, that, Jacob's not wrong on that last part. Now, I never drive the speed limit, though. Like, I am always. Are you a five or a limit. ten mile or more kind um, of guy over the speed limit? I, I go 80. 80 is fine. It doesn't That's matter the crazy. zone. I go 80. <laughs> are you, are, I go 80. Are now you, it's a school zone. Are you Chris Olave on your way back from a CVS in neighborhoods then? No, I won't do that through the neighborhood. Okay. I've gotten pulled over a couple times in the neighborhood. Got you know, my wrist slapped a little bit, but whatever. Um, should Nick Casario be the executive of the year? 713-780-3776. CJ Stroud's make, like, he's fifth in MVP odds right now. He's running away with the offensive rookie of the year. D'Amico second in coach of the year odds behind Dan Campbell. Who do you want to be the next Aggie head coach? Uh... My, my absolute not going to happen dream scenario is Dan Lanning and the conspiracy yeah. right now is there's a there's an airplane that's that. on its way from Eugene. Flight to, tracker. Yeah. But uh, honestly, my my two big candidates, I'd really like Jeff Trailer out of UTSA or Glenn Schumann uh, out of Georgia would be one of my two candidates. Like Schumann's one that uh, he's I, I interesting. Would be good there. Well, he's a he's a Nick Saban and a Kirby smart disciple. He's younger, so he's going to be cheaper. Somebody who could build a good culture. I, obviously, you could, you're concerned about scouting because you just don't know, but they've got so much money, it doesn't even matter. Like The, the program has elite resources and assets. They just need to finally hire an elite coach to utilize them. Yeah, I regret asking you again. Uh, so, Nick Casario, executive of the year. Here, here's just some of the moves that he made. Actually, this is mo- the most of the moves that he made. And I think that for the, all of them, you can say thumbs up. He traded a six-round pick for Shaq Mason and a seventh-round pick. Shaq Mason is a starter, an everyday starter at right guard. Yeah. That's a win. You traded a six-rounder for a starting right guard. That's a dub. He signed Sheldon Rankins. Now, one-year deal, kind of wish it was two, but signing Sheldon Rankins. That's a good signing. Win or a loss. That's a win. It's a win. Yeah. Jimmy Ward, two years, $13 million, six and a half per year, AAV. Win or a loss? Win. Yeah, I'm, I'd probably give that a win. I'm not that high on Jimmy Ward, but Jimmy Ward's better than what you got, and he, he starts games when he's healthy, so I, I would give it a win. One too. of the things that I like for him is he really seems like a good uh, like a good general and coach on the field who can get guys in the right spot. This defense got markedly better when he was on the field helping direct guys. He's not always the best yeah. once the ball is snapped, but at least you have that from him. And, and he's a starter. Like He's a starter yeah. on a team right now that's 5-4. and four. Like He's better than Dylan Houston uh, Car- Carson? I think it's yeah, Carson. Dylan Houston. Dylan Houston Carson. Carson he, was, he played pretty good yeah. on Sunday, but he's not better than Jimmy Ward. You know, the injuries to Murray, the injuries to Stewart. Like, yep. Ward's a starter. Hassan Ridgeway, one year, four million. He's probably not a starter, 
But Ridgeway's a good player. Yeah. You gotta, now he stinks that he's hurt. But that's that's a win there too. One year, four million dollar deal for a guy that's helped you. A cheap role player, and and that to yeah. me that's a win. Devin Singletary, a one year under four million dollars. He's the reigning AFC Player of the Week. Win. It's a huge win. He he is the best running back on the team right now. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. you were. Uh, I, I gave you grief uh, early in the year when you were talking about out recruiting Damian Pierce, and you were right, and I was wrong, and I want to apologize Thank to you, you for giving you this, grief. This is the that first was, time uh, you've ever yeah, apologized. You nailed to that. Me. You nailed that take, and I, we gave you grief, and we were wrong to do it. Uh, oh. Dalton Schultz, one year, nine million, nine million dollar deal. It's a huge dub. He's a Win. starter. That's five starters yeah. right now. Michael Dieter. I mean, I, look, we make jokes about Michael Dieter. I think he's a role player at best, but he has to start because this offensive line has had a rash of injuries. He's on a $1 million deal for one year. Like, I'm not going to count that as a starter that he brought in, even though he's starting right now. I'm not going to give him, give Casario yeah. the fact that he brought in Dieter to be a starter and he's starting games. He is starting games. But that's that's a good rotational piece. He he got brought in as a depth piece, and he is starting because of circumstances. That is a huge win because he has come in more valuable than they ever expected him to. Denzel Perryman, one year, $2.5 million deal. Now he's going to miss the next three games, but that's another starter. Yes. And it's a cheap deal. Great. Six million struggles in past defense. No, he's, he's good in the run. He's yeah, good in the run. He's good against the run. He, it's weird because like you know we talk a lot about splits with baseball. Like um, Michael Brantley, great against righties, terrible against lefties. Yeah, Denzel Perryman is a split guy. Very, very Perryman, split guy. Like he flies to the ball. He's great at tackling ball carriers. I love when he's attacking a, a ball carrier. I hate when he's dropping back in coverage. Anytime like he's he has, very different. It's so weird. He just he loves to explode forward, but anytime he has to backpedal, everything gets a little bit hairy. Shaq Griffin, who's had to play significant snaps because of the injury of Stingley. I'm not going to give Casario that he brought in a starter with Shaq Griffin because he was the I mean he's the third I mean, he's the third guy. He's the he's on the two deep, but he's right. a backup. But still, that's another that's like, a win. He, he got him kind of late too. One year, three and a half million dollars. Interception in the last game. That's a win. It's a win. Now I mean Burrow threw it right at him, but well, we'll, we'll give him. Yeah, he was give an him, interception. Give him his flower. Don't take that interception away I mean, from him. I mean, every interception. It's like Brock Osweiler once said. Like everybody makes fun of that Brock Osweiler quote, but that Brock Osweiler quote, quote was correct. Every interception has a story. It's a dumb. Quote. Whenever I watch the interception that Shaq Griffin had against Joe Burrow, whenever I read the story of that interception, the the main character in that story is not Shaq Griffin. The main character in that story is Joe Burrow making an awful throw. I think Shaq Griffin used voodoo to try to get Joe Burrow to throw the ball straight to his hands, and I'm going to give him all the credit. For Moving it. right along, okay. George Fant. Look, another late guy. Like yeah, I remember when they win. when they signed George Fant. It was the first day of media that could go out to training camp. I remember watching George Fant walk on the field because they signed him that morning. One year, three million dollars. That's a huge win. Yeah. He was supposed to be your swing tackle. He wasn't supposed to be your everyday starting right tackle, but he's had to be because Howard was hurt early. You've had other injuries that moved Howard to left guard. You have a you have a starting right tackle that's playing solid football that you signed late on a three million dollar deal. That's a huge win. Yes, it, I mean it's it's a it's a win. I don't know about huge win, but it's definitely it's a it's a win. I'd say big win, but I'm not saying huge win. Okay, uh, also, I'm going to delineate. Yeah, I'm going to be pedantic. Deal with it. And if you look at the draft, look at the starters that he's brought in. Obviously, C.J. Stroud, the best rookie in this draft, and you can make the case. And I I try so hard not to sound hyperbolic, but I love this quarterback. Might be the greatest rookie quarterback of all time. Seriously. The, I mean, he Seriously. has records that back that up. Seriously. Will Anderson, whatever you make of the trade, Will Anderson is a starter. So yes. that's another starter. Tank Dell, third rounder, is a starter. One of the best rookie wide receivers. Yeah, numbers production-wise, absolutely. Is. ESPN actually put out a top a, the top rookies in this draft class, and they chose one specific team as the best rookie class. They chose the Texans. 
And they they had well, they had Tank Dell, Will Anderson, and C.J. Stroud good trio. all on that top rookie class. It's got to be the best trio. Yes. It's got to be the best top three rookies in a draft class. I mean, it's helped a lot because you have the best one, but the other guys matter too. Uh, Henry Toa Toa, you got him in the fifth round. He started games for you. Jared yeah. Patterson was an everyday center Until he for got you. hurt, and Until he looked he got good. Hurt. And Xavier Hutchinson's been a role player for you. Like, what Nick Casario's done this offseason warrants executive of the year. I and and I think it's the same, pretty much a, the same or similar conversation that for me at least around Coach of the Year for D'Amico Ryan's. It ends up it ends up go, being based around what the record, the final record is for the Texans. Yeah. If they don't win the AFC South, then I don't think he wins Executive of the Year. But if they win the AFC South and they finish the season, like I said the other day, or maybe it was yesterday on on Connor and Beard, it, the Texans are going to end with eleven wins. I, that is that is what I feel when mm-hmm. I look at the schedule. I think the Texans only have two losses the rest of the way, and they finish, or yeah, two losses the rest of the way. They finish with eleven wins. That's that's what I feel. Ten wins at worst. So if they do that, then they have absolutely have a shot to win the AFC South. If that happens, both D'Amico Ryan's and Nick Casario deserve Coach of the Year and GM of the or Executive of the Year. Yeah, I, I do think it's a prerequisite for all three of the awards. Yes. Oh, I don't think so. I don't MVP, think it's for Casario. MVP, oh. Coach of the Year, Executive of the Year. I think it is a prerequisite for them to win the division. I mean, they're going to be the most improved team in the NFL, and it's going to be off of all of his work, basically, that he did in the draft. And that's free a fair agency. point. And there's no one that's going to be even close. Like, there is no one that was at the bottom of the NFL last year that is going to rise to playoff contention like the Texans did. Yeah. I, I think, honestly, the only other person I would give consideration to right now is whoever the Vikings GM is. Because with just Addison and then bringing in Josh Dobbs, if they make the playoffs with him, it's such a good move in the middle of the season. Like, he's the only one that has an argument. Like, you're not going to make an argument for the Saints because they brought Derek Carr. I don't like your argument for Minnesota. That's my point, though. I don't think there is another argument. The Dolphins did nothing to warrant why they should be there. The Eagles did nothing. Like, the Lions didn't even really add that many pieces. Eagles took a chance on a... uh... On uh, Jalen Carter. I guess that's one thing. What they a did. stroke of genius, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> take, taking a chance on one of the most the talented best, guys. The best defensive player in I the mean, draft falls to you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, maybe maybe if Bayard stuff. balls out the rest of the year, like you could make an argument for Howie Rosen, but those teams were already good. They've been deserving of executive year in the past. He might be right. I but, don't think there's any argument for Casario to not be it. Uh, this this comes down to the same the same conversation surrounding the MVP. I uh, like when you look at the MVP conversation with CJ Stroud. Even if they win the AFC South and make the playoffs, I don't think he wins the MVP because I don't. I just don't believe that the voters will put him there until I see it. Same thing with the executive of the year for Nick Casario. I think they have to win the division for him to win that award because I just don't see the voters giving it to him if they are not winning the division and making the playoffs. I don't see them giving them that award if, if they are not a team of consequence in the league. Now, on the, on the outside looking in, they're not a team of consequence. But those of us that are here, they, they, if they're winning games, they're way better than they should. To Joe's point, they're way better than they should be. They were looked at as one of the two worst teams in the league. They absolutely should be getting all of these awards. I just don't see the voters doing it. Go through these real quick with me. Okay. And tell me, starter or not? Like, are they a starter for this team? Like, we can go count the starts, but, like, you know, is the fullback really a starter kind of deal? Yeah. Like, Shaq Mason. That's a yes for me. Uh, yes. Sheldon Rankins. Yes. Jimmy Ward. Yes. Hassan Ridgeway. I'll, get, I'll say no to that. No, he's player. behind. He's behind Collins and Rankins. That's yeah. fine. That's fine by me. Singletary, yes, he is yeah, now. Absolutely. He is now. Yeah. Dalton Schultz, yes, yeah. Dieter, I wouldn't consider no. one. He's because of injury. Denzel Perryman, yes, yes. Shaq Griffin, 
I, I go no on Griffin. I'm, uh, it's it's borderline. He's I'm your just, fourth corner. Like he's he's behind yeah, Nelson and Stingley. So, I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give him uh, Griffin. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's a good it's a good it's it's good for the two deep. It's he, really good for the two deep. Like Peter's really good for the two deep, but he's not he's not a starter. I'm gonna se. go back to Ridgeway. Good for the two deep, not a starter. I'm gonna go back to where he was when he got signed. So I'm gonna yeah. say no because of when he got signed. Now I think he's worked his way into. Well, he's still he's still gonna be behind Nelson and Stingley. Well, yeah, but I, I well okay starter for this team. George so, yeah, Fan. No, I'll say no. George Fan. No. I think fan is because I mean he's literally starting in Titus Howard and Laramie yeah. in the in the lineup. Uh, C.J. Stroud obviously, yes. Will Anderson yes. obviously, Tank Dell yes. yes, Henry Toa Toa yes, okay, Jared yeah. Patterson yes. I, he I, we haven't seen Juice Scruggs and he has been. How many Jared was Patterson was incredible. Was that twelve? I think it was twelve. Either twelve or thirteen. Uh, U of H Math go Cougs. He's an Aggie. We have no chance. I don't there. do. I don't do. So I'm either twelve or thirteen starters that Nick Casario has brought in this offseason. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that is that, absurd. It's incredible. Now it's a bad roster, so at the low bar, but that's that's silly. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Nick Casario, executive of the year. What do you think? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Deshaun Watson. That was the news. Everybody woke up today. That pervert is out for the year. Uh, but broken bone in his shoulder. I want to go game by game. You, you said earlier you have the Texans ten eleven wins. What, what did the Browns get to? What does that do with that first round coming up in 2024? And let's talk about what the running back splits and carries and touches might look like when Damian Pierce returns. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Welcome back, Houston. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. And 92.5. Blank is out today. No idea why. Beard is in for his, uh, is in his seat. Wrong answers only. Why is Blank not here? 713-780-3776. Blankers had to itemize and alphabetize his NBA memorabilia. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a pretty good one. He does have a lot of trading cards. He says that's something that he talks about. Um, one six five five Blankers is here in my backyard taking down a tree. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand the uh, the joke there. Is it over, like is there is that just a funny I don't know. line? Or I just is like that, the idea. That, of, I don't get it either. I don't get it. I just like the idea of Joel at some random guy's house just like taking his tree down. <laughs> just like up there, up there with those spikes on his feet, just chainsaw, just taking down a tree. Yeah, it's interesting. Zero eight one zero says Bengals three picks: Joe Burrow draft, Burrow, T. Higgins, Logan Wilson. That was a good one. We're talking about this year, uh, but Texans draft kind of mirrors that a little bit. Like I, I like to look at Stroud's comp as Burrow, like T. Higgins, what he gave you as a rookie, kind of yeah. similar to what Tank's giving you as a rookie. Um, yeah, I mean that's a really good trio, and they went to the Super Bowl uh, the next year. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Uh, you mentioned the Texans. You think that they're going to get up to double digit wins? Yeah. What about Cleveland? Because we got the news today that he's out for the year. Deshaun Watson, done for the year. I know a lot of Houston was celebrating this. Karma, the draft, or the trade, rather. You got three first-rounders. Cleveland gave him a contract. All that stuff. Cleveland's defense really good, though. And they're 6-3. and three. Now, they're going to go with uh, DTR yep. and Dor- not, not it- P.J. Dorian Thomas Robinson, or is it Thompson Robinson? Uh, it's Thomas or Thompson. It doesn't uh, matter. DTR. It doesn't matter, no. But he's going to start at quarterback. Okay. How many wins does Cleveland get to? They got Pittsburgh this week. Yeah. Pittsburgh just wins football games for some reason. I don't know how. In spite of anything Kenny Pickett ever tries to be as a quarterback. I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a 50-50 game. Yeah. I feel like it it's is. a half win at Denver for I, Cleveland. 
I feel like most of these are. I'm going to say Denver's a 50-50 game. We, what, okay. what are so, we getting from Denver, too? Let, let's go 50-50 on that. So yeah. it's one win between those two games. At the Rams. Uh, I, th- I think they lose to the Rams. Okay. The Rams aren't great, but they're better than, than a Browns team without a quarterback. Home versus the Jags. I, they, they'll lose this game. Home I, versus the Bears. This 50-50. Uh, I'll give him the win versus the Bears. You give him the win versus yeah, the Bears? the Bears stink. I don't know. <laughs> Even Joe, you yeah, know what? Bears stink. I'll go with both of you guys. Since yeah. Joe said yes, I'll say the, I'll say they beat the Bears. I'll give him that win. So, at Houston. Well, this is a loss. Okay. Yeah. Home for, this, for the Jets. This is going to be the most exciting game of the entire NFL season. Six points. First they, one to six. Although the, although the Jets might have Aaron Rodgers and a bum Achilles back at that point. Yeah, um, but this is going to be an awful game to watch. I'm I'm going to give this one to the Jets. I think the Jets have a slightly and then add Cincy, a little bit more final week. Now they could be resting people since well maybe not. They're in last place in this division. I, I, I would say no to that. Yeah, I would think it's a long shot at this yeah. point because they're in last place in the division. Yeah, I say I, loss. I think, I think they'll be fighting for the division still. So and two though. two to three wins. I mean, it still yeah. gives them to eight to nine wins. Like that still gives them a decent record. They it that's why it's so frustrating that they've won some games so far this season that I that I just don't think they should have. Or some games that they that I didn't think they were gonna win. Like I didn't I didn't think they were gonna be able to come back and win that game against the Colts. The comeback against the Ravens this last week. Those two look even more frustrating now with the Deshaun Watson news. Yeah, just from the pick standpoint, like you you if those two turn into losses and now you're looking at two or three more, only two or three more wins the rest of the way. You're feeling really good about that pick. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So I still think Cleveland gets eight or nine, and if they get to eight or nine, that pick's probably I think best case scenario in the high teens. Yeah. Like, it'd be nice if it's a top 20 pick. I think I would take that. Like, if you gave me the option right now, you don't have to sweat Cleveland the rest of the season. I'm telling let's make a deal. Cleveland's pick is going to be 18th, 19th. I'm happy with that. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing that. I would, I would take that right now. I'm very happy with that because eight, that 18, 19 range feels like one of those areas where you can always find a really high-level starter at a position you wouldn't think about. There might be some wide receivers in there. Like an like an Emeka Egbuka is yep. a guy who might be around there, but it, it, you're looking at like offensive linemen, linebackers, something in that. I think linebacker is an area where they need a lot of help. Maybe maybe some defensive tackle help in there. But there's always those areas where you get a really really good first round talent at a position you just weren't thinking about at the higher end or at the lower end of of the of the first round of the draft, and you can get a really really solid guy there. Yeah, I would I would take that right now if you gave me the option top twenty pick. I would take because Cleveland's defense is still formidable. They're, they're still going to win some football games. Uh, Damian Pierce, who knows what when he's going to come back? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. I guess it's a high ankle sprain, huh? Like he's missed two games. Yeah, has like, to be. If it's a high ankle sprain, probably misses more than two. If it's a high ankle sprain, that's usually like four to six week recovery, and yeah, then there's lingering in, stuff after that. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, who knows the timeline? And they're always very, very coy when it comes to their injuries. But at some point. Like I fully expect Damian Pierce to play football again this year. He hasn't yeah. been placed on the IR. Now the Texans are running out of IR uh, designations to return. Like that, they've used six. You're allowed to use eight. So that's something to kind of keep an eye on because Juice Scruggs is on the IR. Kaimi Fairbairn's going to come back, so he's the seventh. So you might only have one return left to play with this year if you're the Texans. Now most of the guys you have there are probably done for the year. Yeah, like Patterson probably done for the year. Murray probably done for the year. Stewart probably done for the year. I think they're on IR, but you're bringing back Fairbairn, so that's your seventh. So your eighth is it Juice Scruggs? I, I it kind of has to be. So if you think that, yeah. maybe Damian Pierce's injury is four to six weeks, but they can't place him on the IR because they know they wouldn't be able to bring him back. Especially so it's knowing kind what of you weird. know offensive line right now, like the, Juice Scruggs is a need to bring back at, at some point. That is somebody you need to bring back, so, even if he doesn't start. Right, exactly. 
Yeah, even if he doesn't start, you're bringing him back. So, like, it's hard to diagnose the length of time Pierce is going to be gone because of these weird things the Texans are dealing with with IR. Fairbairn's on it. He's your seventh return. If, you, if you're going to get Juice Scruggs back, he's your eighth return, and then you're out. So you wouldn't place Damian Pierce on IR if you're thinking you're going to get both of those guys back. Uh, hopefully, Juice comes back. There's been rumor that maybe he doesn't. Maybe he misses the entire year. That'd be disappointing. Very disappointing. But when Pierce does come back, how do you think they divide the workload in the uh, in the backfield? I think a worst case for me, uh, obviously Devin Singletary needs to be the lead guy. Uh, but worst case for me, I'd like to see I'd see like a sixty five thirty five split. I'd like to see sixty five percent of the snaps go to Devin Singletary. He's just been better in every single scenario that they've had from a running back perspective. He's better, in my opinion, in pass protection. He's better in. In the passing game, he's better at actually finding holes and finding seams in the offensive line. And in this last game, that's the one thing he did really, really well. I thought he did a good job of being a little bit more patient, making a couple of guys miss, finding a seam, and then taking taking it for a few extra yards. That's some Dam- something Damian Pierce just doesn't do. If you want to run to the outside, he actually has the speed to get to the outside instead of Damian Pierce three yards deep trying to juke a guy who isn't there yet. Like, Everything he does except for short yardage is better than what Damian Pierce has done. So for me, I'd like to see something around like a sixty, like a sixty-five, or sorry, yeah, sixty-five thirty-five split. I think that they're the same caliber of player, uh, Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. Like Singletary's if you did, faster though; he's definitely faster. Uh, I think Pierce is a he's more of a bulldozing back. Now Pierce isn't slow, but I, yes, Singletary's faster. I'm not I'm not arguing that. I think that they're on the same caliber of running back, though. Like, if you're just breaking down every running back in the NFL and you put them in tiers, I believe Pierce and Singletary are in the same tier. What makes Singletary better in this offense is he fits the offense better. Yes. Uh, he's he's much better running back in the zone blocking scheme, and I kind of felt that way at the start of the year. Now, I thought that Damian Pierce would learn it, and Damian Pierce's talent was going to, you know, excel and shine, and he was going to be the guy, you know, in the this, you know, slow it comes from a San Francisco style, or everybody can run the football well, and and Damian Pierce really didn't. And I know the offensive line has had struggles, and the offensive line's not very good. And Singletary didn't have a good game two weeks ago. Cincinnati's run defense isn't great. But Singletary's just a better fit. Yes. So I'm I'm probably right where you're at, where, you know, 60-40 at the most yes. for Damian Pierce. But anything above that, I'm cool with. Now, it is good that you'll be able to, like, kind of balance it out. And short yardage stuff, which the Texans have struggled short yardage. It'd be nice if you get some third and one, third and two, where Damian Pierce is your back, and you know you're getting three yards. That would be nice to have. It'd be a really good weapon for this this offense. Well, and to have him, like, in those red zone situations where you're on, like, the four-yard line or inside the five, I'd rather have Damian Pierce there than Devin Singletary for the most part because I'd like to try to push punch something in or have have that big body there if you need it. Or you just fake the handoff to Damian Pierce and then you roll out and pass it to Dalton Schultz, which they like to do on almost every single red zone play. But I, he fits certain situations better. It just looked better with with uh, with Devin Singletary on on a wide variety of different plays within this offense. He's just more explosive. He's faster. He's more patient behind the line, waits for those holes to open up, and then he explodes through them. This is a one-cut system. And Damian Pierce has not been a one-cut guy this year. He tries mm-hmm. to do way too much. He, Singletary's shiftier. Yes. Yeah, Pierce tries to run right over you. Yes. Like he's he's going to try to run through you. Singletary's going to try to run around you, find the hole. Uh, 713-780-ESPN, HRMP listener line, 713-780-3776. I've enjoyed watching the Rockets. Are you a Rocket fan, Josh? 
No, how, I'm, how are you identifying I, yourself? I root for the Rockets, but I'm a Mavericks fan. I was wondering. Yeah. I just, I, I'll, I didn't wanna... I'll, be, I'll admit it. I'm wearing a Rockets hat. I root for them, but I'm a fan of the Mavericks. You know, in 2023, you don't want to be the person that outs somebody. So I wanted to that's make fine. sure yeah, that you were out as a Maverick that. fan before I Came outed out of my you. That's, that's why yeah, I didn't want to be the one to say it if you hadn't already done it. I'd that. already been outed by Michael, so it's okay. He okay. outs me almost every single day on okay. the show. Well, the Rockets have been fun to watch. I know you, that you would agree with that, even yes. though you're a Maverick fan. That's okay. the problem. All uh, right. What do you see as the biggest difference between this year's Rockets team and last year's Rockets team? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Yesterday, Steve Hollingsworth came by, uh, hung out with us for a, for a few minutes. Uh, great guy, really good guy. He's an Aggie. Beard would get along with him. Uh, but Hollingsworth Law Firm wants to take care of you in a variety of different ways, but especially if you're in a car accident. We hope this never happens to you, uh, but sometimes it's unfortunate. Sometimes it does. Sometimes you get rear-ended. Sometimes you have nothing to do with it, but you're the, you're on the receiving end. Well, you need to call Hollingsworth Law Firm the moment it happens. Don't worry about paying them money. They're not asking for your money uh, up front. In fact, you don't pay a single dime until you win your case. Hollingsworth Law Firm won't get anything if you don't get anything. How great is that? Uh, Steve Hollingsworth is going to take care of you. He sacked insurance companies and gotten millions recovered for his clients. If you've been in a car wreck, uh, hit by an 18-wheeler, even injured on the job, Steve Hollingsworth will take care of you. They can help with 18-wheeler accidents, car accidents, industrial accidents, oil-filled offshore accidents. If you can get some money off of it because you've been injured in any of these accidents, you need to call Hollingsworth Law Firm immediately. Millions recovered. Hire somebody that's going to fight for you against these insurance companies. Free consultation. Don't pay until you win. Call right now for that free consultation. 713-999-8773. Just put it in your phone in case an accident ever happens to you. 713-999-8773. First number you call if it does. Or you can visit them online. Car wreck Texas.com. That's carwrecktexas.com. The Killer Bees. What about the murderous Jays? We've got Joel, Jeremy, and Joe. That's three Jays. Coming to you live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. It's the Killer Bees and Murderous Jays. That's why Josh Beard is filling in for uh, for Blight. You can't fill in unless you have a J or a B in your name. That's why yeah. Barry fills in all the time. It's not because Joel likes him more than me. It's because he has a B in his name. Yeah. Uh, he's Beard filling in for uh, for Blankers. Joe's still behind the glass. The uh, assistant to the regional manager. I don't know why you all keep saying the wrong name. When I fill in, the name of the show is the Killer Beards. You're not going to be ha- you're not going to doing that. I you're am not gonna changing be doing that. the I name change- of the show you're well, filling in for. I already did it, so no one's going to be like cool. Like you well, can it, say it. It'd be like it'll catch on. It'd be like if um, John. Well, I love John Weeks. I'm not going to use John Weeks. <laughs> it would be like if who is the most hated Texan right now? Why are you? Comparing no, no, no. me to the most I'm just hated to, Texan. Who is the most hated Texan? Right I now? would have to say most hated Texan. Maybe would like, it be Derek Stingley? Oh no, no Kenny Green. Okay, let's Kenyon, go Kenyon Green. Yeah, Kenny Green's got to be the most. You hated Texan. changing the name of the show would be like if Kenyon Green walked into the locker room and tried to give a motivational speech. Everybody would just be like, "Okay, I don't not under- taking this guy seriously." Have you ever seen that little video of uh, there's like a kid? I think it's a soccer team. Yeah, it's like a kid soccer team. The kid stands up on the bus and he looks around the bus. He goes, "Coach is right. We gotta win or whatever. We gotta listen." And everybody just tells him to shit to uh, sit the yeah. down. That's that's kind of like what would happen if Kenyon Green tried to give a motivational speech to the Texans. Why that's are you- Kind of like what would to happen to you trying to change the name of this very show. That's the killer beard. So Seven, yeah, again, you can say that. All right. 
but no one's going to take you seriously. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Where is Blankers today? Wrong answers only. Four six two four. Blankers is doing a virtual dog walk. That's fun, and it's a little play on what we were talking about earlier. Uh, Ken and Galveston, uh, Galveston says Blankers is smoking a cigar in the Rockets locker room trying to set the fire alarm off. Eh, that might be true. 2920, Blankers is up in Wisconsin trying to find the perfect cheese dip for Thanksgiving. But his cheese dip has ketchup on it. That what? Is, yeah, he, he puts ketchup in his, in his cheese dip. That's one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. Salsa's fine, but yeah, ketchup's mean, disgusting. He puts ketchup in everything. It's weird. That's it's, weird, it's really, man. It's weird Those stuff. Wisconsin people it's, are yeah, weird. It's weird. Uh, 713-780-3776. Where's Blankers today? Wrong answers only. Uh, Jabari Smith was uh, talking to Shams about you know the Rockets and playing basketball and stuff like that. And, and the Rockets are obviously better this year than they were last year. They won six in a row. I hate that they've gone so long without playing. I don't love the fact that there's so many days in a row without them playing basketball. I wish they. I wish they had a game yesterday in the play-in tournament. I. I did too. You want it, my conspiracy? You see. You see that the play-in tournament's bringing out the fire in everybody. It is. It, it told you. I told you it was going to happen. The match. The matchups last night. It made. It grew on me a little bit more. The play-in tournament is growing on me more. The more I watch the matchups, the courts are just awful. My conspiracy theory for why the why the schedule's so jacked up is because of the way they have to work things for the play-in tournament. Though I think that's why we see so many days without a Rockets game is because they're trying to work around the play-in tournament because all these games count as regular season games. So yeah. I knew it was going to make things weird in some weird way. Yeah, I, I like what I see. But here's Jabari on with uh, Shams talking about what he thinks is the biggest difference with the Rockets this year and last year. Um, Biggest difference. I would say just it's not as much looseness. You know, I, I would say I would say it's a lot more, a lot more strict, a lot more... Um, I'm trying to look for the right word. Structure, I would say. <clears throat> Structure. Structure. Accountability. Um, a lot more of that. You know what I'm saying? And that comes with, with, with veterans and, and taking the pressure off of the coach a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, with all of that coming in and just 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 helping, you know, just make it easier for everybody. I love how uh, he was trying to be kind to Silas. But when you talk about structure and, you know, they're playing – you know, more disciplined. It's a, it's a shot at your last coach. I mean, it was it indirect, indirect shot. I mean, he was just answering the question honestly. And it's, I mean, it's what everybody knows. Like everybody knew that Silas was was not an NBA head coach for a young team that needed development and order and structure, uh, whereas Ime is. And I think Jabari hits it right on the head. Like that is the biggest difference between last year and this year is that you have like I'll I'll even put it more simply. You have a good head coach versus having a bad head coach. Yes. Yeah. Well, you have a system. Like, I I said that I said this earlier, and and I think this is something that everybody doesn't. A lot of people don't understand, especially in the game of basketball today. The more it goes positionless, and the more things you can kind of plug and play guys in different spots. A lot of coaches and a lot of players and a lot of people keep going in this realm where they think everything just needs to be open and free. Steven Silas's offense in Dallas, whenever he was the assistant coach there, was hand the ball to Luca. It's really not hard to have a good offensive uh, have a good offensive team when the the plan is hand the ball to Luca. When he came to Houston, the plan was going to be hand the ball to James Harden. It was going to be the exact same plan. All that went to crap. All, everybody always thinks that they want more freedom and they want less structure. And they're going to, I want more freedom in my job. I want more freedom in these things. Structure and order makes things work more efficiently. It, it optimizes everything. And so when you introduce that, you're Ime Udoki, you come here, you have these young guys who haven't really ever had a culture. They haven't really had anything they've had to buy into. And you give them that structure. You give them that optimization for their team. That's where you see them 
playing above the level what everybody thought that they would play at, especially defensively. You're giving them defensive structure. You're giving them offensive structure. They're one of the best passing teams in the league right now. They're, they're top 10, or at least last I checked, they were top 10 in team assists. They're top 10 in, or top five in defense right now. Like this team has bought into the culture and the structure that Ime Udoka has brought in, and you're seeing the results of that on the court. And I think you'll continue to see that moving forward because they are buying into what he is selling yeah. them, and that is structure. See, that, that's the other thing you need, too, is the buy-in, though. Because, yes. like, there, there can be, you know, coaches who are tough and disciplined, and they go into the locker room and the practice floor, and they're demanding that. But if you don't get the buy-in, it's work. toxic. Yeah. It's oil and vinegar. It, it does not work. So that's kind of like a two-step thing where Emei's bringing all of this, but you're also getting the buy-in. Like, they respect them. They trust them. Uh, they believe in them. And, all it, of and, them. If you don't, and if you don't have that, it's not going to work. I- Alperin Shangun looks better defensively. He's not great, but he's better yeah, defensively than I thought he would defensively. be because he's bought in. And they also put him in better spots. That's that's 100% true. Fred Van Vliet might be the catalyst for the way the defense has been playing lately because he was a good defender coming into Houston, but he is continuing to be a good defender and help lead the charge of buying into what Emi is doing. One of the guys that you look at the role players, Jayshon Tate, He's leading the league in steal percentage right now. He's leading the league in defense and defense uh, the defensive box plus minus right now. That's wild. He's just a role player and he's leading in those two defensive categories because of the buy-in of what Emay's doing in Houston. You know what I thought was interesting too, and why you can tell that there's buy-in. If you watch the last two games the Rockets have played. Who was the player that was on the bench in crunch time for the final five minutes of the game, and they went with the veteran Jeff Green? It was Jabari Smith. Yep. And Jabari sitting there, like, praising the coach for bringing structure, discipline, order, and he was benched in the last two games in the last five minutes because they went with the veteran Jeff Green because he may trust him more. And Jeff like, Green looks sick. So that's why you know that there's that. Because like, in today's day and age, it would be very... Like I wouldn't say it would be very easy, and it would not surprise anybody if Jabari was upset with Ime. Yes. like it's it's silly. I don't like it. It's stupid because it's it's me over we, and I, I don't believe. But it's in, the I reality of the stuff. NBA today. Exactly. So it wouldn't shock any of us because it's the reality of the NBA yep. today. Jabari sat in crunch time the last two games in favor of the veteran Jeff Green, and Jabari's still talking about how great Ime Doka is. I'm, That's I, the buy-in. I, it, it is. I'm not surprised by that with Jabari. If you heard it, uh, like him coming out of college, if you heard the way he talked about the game and how he wanted to play the game, I think he was probably on the more... Uh, he was he was probably on the easier end of being able to get him to buy in, but still, it's a guy who's who's in his how old is he now? Twenty? Is he even twenty one? He's isn't Jabari only twenty years old right now? So he's a guy who's twenty years old and he's sitting in crunch time like that, and he has no issues with it whatsoever. Is incredible, but he, he, I. I wonder if they when we, once we start to see some turmoil or not not turmoil but like some hardships they start getting some losses things aren't looking as good I want to see how they react and how yeah. Ime continues to galvanize them throughout that I think they had a little bit of that in the first two games of the year but too early right like you you don't expect it to click right away like right. getting blown out by Orlando in the opener and then losing a game that you should have won against San Antonio it's like okay well you know like we're still learning the ways like these are the growing pains like middle of the year if you have a three four game losing streak and like things are you know substitution patterns are weird stuff like that it might be the better tell of like where the roster's at with him but I feel like the roster loves him 
Like I feel yeah. like they they respect him, they trust him, they believe he's a basketball savant, and it's maybe it's a good thing they had Silas last year, and they saw like that's what they're comparing they had to see it how to. Bad, yeah, how oh, bad it was. Yeah, it's like oh, this is what we had <laughs> oh. to deal with. This is a this is what it's like to be you know coached by a real uh, basketball guy. Uh, this this is nice. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN HRP listener line. Ocho's patting himself on the back. He said that uh, the biggest difference are structure and accountability. So when he heard Jabari say that, he said that he deserves a gift card now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think twelve to three does that, Ocho. You have to let them know. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Killer bees. ESPN ninety seven five. ESPN ninety two five. Industry experts say the Astros will aim to keep Altuve forever, but don't think Alex Bregman is long for the Astros. Are you okay with that? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Killer bees. ESPN ninety seven five. ESPN ninety two five.